We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I was in the sauna with Lorenzo Neal. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right. Lowe's a little late plowing the field. He will, uh, he'll be with us momentarily. The 49ers play tonight, J.D., against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, no Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy is going to start. And I'll tell you what, the 49ers, I mean, unless I'm missing something, they're about as healthy as they've been this year, right? Yeah, for the most part, still, still no Eric Armstead kind of looking through the injury report from from the last couple of days here and, and on Saturday and where it left out. Yeah, no Armstead, Ebicom questionable, but other than that, yeah, you're right. All right, well, let's welcome him in. Lorenzo Neal, one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. He joins us every Monday at 1 o'clock. Hey, Lorenzo, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm great. How you guys doing? Is this my man, J.D. and Sonny, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, you ever play at Altitude? Obviously, you probably played in Denver. But was there any other place that you played with uh, altitude like that? Stiney, believe it or not, I was wrestling Wyoming. I was a senior at Fresno State, just come out of football. And we're wrestling in Wyoming, Mountain. And I was beating a guy. And you know, technical pin, you win by 15. Sure. Technical pin, you win by 15. So it's just like a pin. I'm beating a guy 12 to 2 in the third round. Do you know I won? 16 to 14 had to be carried off. I almost, I mean, I was manhandling. Stiney was like, in, in, I mean, it was like JD, someone just put a pin in me and I was absolutely done. So, absolutely altitude. I remember playing in Denver the first half. You're just, man, what's wrong with me? You're like, huh. why am I just breathing? You're like, always trying to breathe for air. You can't get enough. So, it's definitely, definitely a factor. Yeah, and Mexico City's even, even. Higher than Denver, apparently, uh, by a few thousand feet, but uh, pretty... um, So not crazy that the Niners low would go and train in Colorado for a couple of days leading up to this one. No, it's not, Jay. And what it does, though, Jay, it gives you a mental edge. It gives you a psychological edge. Because now you can play Phoenix, you're playing Arizona Cardinals, a team that you know very well. It's it's a team that's not a horrible team, but they're not necessarily a good team. They're a team that's struggling. Yeah, they have Hopkins, and what he is is unbelievable. Um, So you're playing a team that's trying to find it, but you're, you're better than this team, and, and you should be looking for some revenge. But you're going, so it's going to give you a mental edge. I think that mentally you have an edge, even though the weather was cold and they weren't able to practice like they wanted outdoors. You're still in the altitude. So I think you've got to give the Niners mental edge, and this is the fans and those other things. I think it's going to play a big factor tonight. Lorenzo Neal joining us on 95-7, the game. 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals tonight. Lo, the, 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 I, I can't put it exactly like I want, but I feel like... You know, the Niners, have their season has been barely okay, but everybody thinks, it feels like, that this team is going to start winning. Do you think this team is going to start winning consistently? You know, I think they will. I think when you look at their schedule, it's favorable. You have the Saints who's been struggling. You look at the Saints, they're able to get by Arizona. You, you think about who you have on the schedule. Now, I'm going to tell you a game that I don't circle for a win, guys, and you guys are going to look at me crazy and I just think they match up great and they're playing good ball and I think right now I think if you said go power rankings you would just have to say hey let's look at let's look at Philadelphia and say Philadelphia would be one two it could either if you want to slide Minnesota or Dallas because what Dallas did just because of the record Minnesota or Dallas in there and probably the probably the fourth team you would say 
is the Niners. Mm. And then Tampa's going to get in by attrition because they're in a horrible league. But there's a team that I'm telling you, they become a wild card. And if you're the Niners, I want one. No, I want no parts of them. They scare me because they're physical and they got the best front forward to me in football signing. And you know who that is, don't you, JD? The Washington Commanders. I think they're playing good football. They're not making a lot of mistakes. They're physical and they can get after the. They can get after you. Yeah, that's a team, and the Niners are going to get a look at them on, on Christmas Eve at, at Levi's. So one of those where you never know. Maybe they play each other, and then they play each other again in, in a first round. But, yeah, they are a, a physical, physical bunch. Uh, why do you think the Cardinals have posed so many problems for the 49ers uh, o- over the years? Because it seems like every time these two teams play, we look at it on paper and say, well, the Niners are the better team. But the Niners haven't always been able to come out on top, and and every one of these games seemingly has has been close, except for the one blowout last year when Colt McCoy and the Cardinals handed it to him in in Santa Clara. Absolutely, great question, and I think one of those reasons because attitude. I think when you look, at, we talk about it all the time. You look at the king of the jungle; it's the lion, but the lion's not the fastest, not the strongest. It's not. It's probably not the toughest. It's not the biggest. But it's the mentality. I think the Niners, when you play Arizona, it's got to be mentality. One day you're going to play a guy, you know, the quarterback who can, Colin Murray, what he brings to the table is a loosening He can run and get out of pocket. So he's a nightmare for the Niners. Scrambling quarterbacks we've seen have given the Niners problems. But now you bring in Coke. McCoy comes in who hasn't been a starter for years, but he was able to throw the ball. They didn't put pressure on him. They didn't hit him, only sacked him a couple times. He had time to throw the ball, and he's a capable quarterback. If you give him time, he's going to tear you up. So I think styles make fight. This is a team that thinks that they can beat the Niners. It's a team that matches up well against the Niners. The Niners got to go out here and play good football and go out and play their type of football, and that's physical, and that's getting after the quarterback and hitting, don't give him time, whoever the quarterback is, and tackle. You got to make sure you get guys on the ground, surround him as Colin Murray, whoever's going to be the quarterback. You got to hit him. You got to sack him. And I think that this is going to be a good matchup. But I do think the Niners, they have given the Niners problem, but I don't see tonight being one of those nights. Hey, hello. Uh, were you, did you happen to be wrestling in uh, Laramie, Wyoming? Yes. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's 7,200 feet. That's what, that's Mexico City. I, like, I didn't realize. I knew they had mountains in Wyoming, but I didn't know they had big boys. Yeah, I just looked up the elevation of Laramie, Wyoming, and it's 7,200 feet. That's worse than Denver. Oh, Stein, I'm telling you, it was like nothing else ever happened. I was like, what the hell is going on? I was killing the dude, and you can go look at it, and I was beating, and all of a sudden, I turned in the noodles. So, yes, so that's what I'm saying. Does altitude play a big difference? Absolutely, guys, and that's why tonight, too, you do have to give the Niners a, a, a big edge because of the altitude. What do you, what do you, how do the Niners continue to get the running game going? Because I know they, they found a way to beat the Chargers, and McCaffrey was awesome, obviously, against the Rams going back to, to before the, the Niners had the bye. But there's a way Kyle Shanahan wants to play, and it, it, it seems like right when the Niners are about to, to start doing it that way, something happens and they just can't. So how do they, how do they become more effective in the run game down the stretch here? Sure, J.D. I think when you look at the Niners, you think about what they have, and you start thinking about the weapons they have. You look at McCaffrey and say, oh, my God, this one. McCaffrey's not a guy that's just going to beat you up with the physicality. He's got to have lanes. You've got to get him moving. He's a great cutback runner. He's a one-cut and get north and south. It's a great – I think they got a one-two, great one-two punch. So when you look at the Niners and you say, okay, wow, why didn't they dominate the Chargers? Guys, the Chargers aren't a bad team. The Chargers should have won against Kansas City, should have swept Kansas City, in my opinion, estimation, to watching the two times these teams met. They beat a Chargers team, guys. Yes, it's got a lot of injuries on defense, but that is a good team because, guys, they have something that the, the Niners are hoping they have in the young quarterback, and that's a guy who can throw the ball and keep his team in it. And that's what, you know, Justin Herbert, what he's able to do with the ball. So you look at the teams that the Niners have played. Yes, we look for them to be able to just dominate. I don't know if that's going to happen, um, you know, the rest of the season, but I, I do believe that the Niners are going to make a conscious effort to run the ball, and you know that number's 40, J.D. Every time this team carries the ball 40 times or more, they're usually winning. All right, Lo, have a good day, and uh, I assume you will be on, no, tomorrow with Sean Salisbury for the Absolutely. football hour. Is that correct? Six o'clock. That's correct, brother. All, All right, man. Cheers, guys. All right, love you, Lo. That's Lo Neal, one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. They did run for 151 against the Chargers last week. The 49ers? Yeah. What do you think about the the elevation? I played pickup basketball in Denver once, and you can feel it. There's no doubt. You can feel it. And this is even higher, so. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's I a mean, thing. Everybody's got to deal with I it. I think it's a thing. I think both teams have to deal well, with it. I think it, you get to about halftime and, and you you adjust. And I think right. both teams adjust. So I, I kind of feel like it's, it's a little bit of a non-factor. Now, maybe if... The game gets down down the stretch a little bit, and you're really you know one side of the ball is having to work harder than the other. I mean, I, I could see that being an issue. I, I think on paper, the fact that Kyler Murray's not playing in this game that that should benefit right, the Niners because think. he's just been a handful for them, and and quarterbacks that can escape have been a handful. For exactly. Them. You know what? A couple things I wrote down, and I'm interested to see how it plays out the rest of the year. And, you know, I think people sometimes make a, a huge deal out of one game. But I am interested in how he's going to use Mitchell and McCaffrey. Um, it, it, it feels like he's going to lean on Mitchell more because you can kind of beat Mitchell up a little more than McCaffrey, sure. if you know what I mean. But when he I, was, I mean, he was the guy right. against the Chargers. They developed carries. into that. He was more successful right. in that game. And, and I think that's the way Kyle Shanahan's going to do it. I think we're going to see games where Mitchell does have that many carries. We may see games where he, you know, he has he has six or eight. But this is what um, you know. Goo and I talk about this a lot. Uh, you know, he wants big points and and he wants Garoppolo to cook and all that. But, but the highlights. But I, the more I think about it, JD, this is like this is a win ugly team. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah, the, the Chargers game is the template. I, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, and I know the Chargers had some opportunities, but and they're talented. I agree with Lowe. They they are kind of a figure out a way to lose team. But but I, I like I said this. I mean, Kyle Shanahan would rather go on a ten play drive for eighty yards than hit a bomb for eighty yards because that way it takes up more time. Your defense is on the field less, which is going to make that defense more effective. I think that's a big part of what he wants to do. He wants to, he wants clock. He wants to eat clock. I also think Kyle Shanahan is comfortable in the war or in the, the Warriors in the Niners playing kind of kind of bleep show games too. Like because I, I remember we were watching the game last week and I hit you when the you know, Niners are getting are down and they could have been down more. And right. I said, man, they're just they're not buttoned up. They're not buttoned up. And I think. We always focus on because they've lost some games because they haven't been buttoned up penalties and and just sloppiness and and you know lack of cohesiveness in particular on offense or looking like the plan isn't there some of the time. But I think Kyle Shanahan believes that that one of the one of the things that that team does well is the ability to win when it is sloppy and when when they aren't as buttoned up and sure he'd want them to be more buttoned up but but they're able to almost overcome it in ways that other teams aren't able to do it. I think he views that as a as a sneaky positive trait for this team even though I think, you know, push comes to shove you'd rather not have to do it that sure. way. But but, I, but, but I they think are that's not where... buttoned up. I I feel like they're unbuttoned up more than they are buttoned up. I hear what you're saying. I and I think which is why they're 5 and 4. And I don't know why I think this way but if they're going to play games like this, Garoppolo is a better quarterback than than a Trey Lance, oh, who's sure. just starting out. Like, I mean, yeah. Garoppolo doesn't turn it over a lot. He turns it no. over. You Be disagree? Careful. Be careful. Well, yeah. He I, doesn't turn it over a lot, right. but he's always yeah. He always might. But it's, see, I, let me ask: Isn't doesn't every quarterback almost might? I mean, yeah, but he could have a couple of bad ones in any moment. No that, doubt that wrecked the game. Like, like, look, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I feel like I've been the biggest Garoppolo guy at the station the last, you know, not thinking right. he's a superstar. Jimmy. Jimmy. Right. All right, you'd give me a run for it, but yeah, I get what you're saying. No, I don't. Look, I, I just, as far as the 49ers quarterback situation, what I'm saying is, don't say he doesn't turn it over because he might throw a pick six on the first play of the game tonight, and people are going to be like, he might. What do you mean he doesn't turn it over? He might, but. What I think about Garoppolo is, like, we, we've just gone back. He's average. He's right in the middle. He's been better than average this year. Well, he has been since he, yes, he, he's been. Since the Denver game. But here's the thing. He's been better we, than we, average. But here's the thing. We get, I'll, be, I'll play devil's advocate. His better than average is another guy's average. You know what I mean? Like, and I did, I kind of disagree. I think they can win the Super Bowl if Garoppolo continues to play for the most part like he's played. Actually, I don't think that. I think at some point he's going to have to elevate it just a little bit. 
just a little bit because I think I think teams are going to score against the 49ers a little bit more than they did in the first half of the season. I think that's fair. And I, I don't I and they have I, the one thing I try to do, I don't know if you do this, but I try and look at other teams as they go through their seasons and and it's developed enough now to where I think you can start to pick some teams. I okay. watched a lot of the Vikings yesterday right. for along these lines. They got blown out by Dallas. Watching Dallas too, that's a team that Irons could play. Philadelphia, watched that whole Philadelphia Indianapolis game, thought it was a, a, a really good game both ways. But I start to think of like how would it look against the 49ers? And and I really feel like the I know a lot of people say, hey, the Eagles are the kind of team that the Niners could go in and beat. I actually look at it the opposite way. I feel like the, the Eagles are the team, the kind of team that would almost hang around against the Niners, kind of like they did against Indy. Right. And Jalen Hurts makes a play late, or you know, there's a sack they don't get, or maybe they're not a little buttoned up. And like the Eagles are the kind of team that would beat the Niners, I feel like, in a way that we've seen the 49ers lose playoff games. Oh, they're they're up they're up seventeen to seven in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden they can't score, and Hertz makes a play, and then it's tied, and then and then the place is going crazy, and they can't. So just that that kind of thing. Um, I think Minnesota could be that that could be a, a sweet spot for the Niners. Like I think that's a team where they could go in and get them. They they might be able to. Here's the thing. I mean, and it. Not to get off on a tangent no, on all of that. No, but, but I but they're gonna play those teams if they make the playoffs. Sure. And, and not in the regular season this year, right, either of those two. The one thing is this is why you gotta win the division though. Right? I think they're going to. Do you? I do. Well, they, I mean it's not a foregone. You were conclusion. saying Seattle's a good football team yeah, last I think, week. I think they are a good football team. Okay, so you think, team. The 40, I think Seattle could I I fact, you think the 49ers are gonna win eleven games. I don't know that they're gonna have to win eleven. All right. I, I think the right. I think if they go in and win in Seattle on December the fifteenth on Thursday night football, I, they could win it with ten because their ten would beat Seattle's ten. If Seattle gets to ten, I think Seattle is. I think Seattle. You got Seattle's rest of the schedule. Up is there? a wild card team. Yeah, I can bring it up really quickly. It's not. It's tougher than you think. Uh, but yeah. I can, yeah. And they're coming off give me, a bye. Give me, give they, me two seconds. They did not play it. yesterday. Right now they're six and three. Right. So the Niners win tonight, and they're right there. All right. I have it here. Okay. All right. Here's Seattle. Uh, Seattle comes out of the bye. They play the Raiders up in Seattle. Okay. They play. They haven't played the Rams yet. They play at the Rams. They play Carolina at okay. up at Seattle. They play the Niners up in Seattle. Man. Then they go to Kansas City. Okay. Go to Kansas City. They play the Jets in Seattle. That'll be a fun game. And then they play the Rams in Seattle as their See, last here, game. See, I'll tell you what. If the Rams truly stink... They could lose to any of these teams. Exactly. But they could beat any of those teams, too. I mean, how bad Except are the for Rams? Maybe the Chiefs. Right. But they could beat... Arrowhead. Uh, the one team... I, I'll tell you who they are going to beat. Well, they beat Carolina. No, the one before that. The Rams? Jets. No, they're winning their next game. They play the Raiders. Yeah, they're winning their next game. Against the, that's the Raiders. God, Raiders almost won. They did win. Did they win that game? Raiders won yesterday. I thought they lost. In overtime. They were no. down late. No, Hackett, Hackett. Oh, we got action. Hackett didn't. I he, turned that game off. The, the, the Broncos were at, a, at the point where there was 140 to go. Right. And it was third and six, I believe. Raiders didn't have any timeouts, and they passed. And it was incomplete. And so rather than giving the ball back to the Raiders with 55 seconds left, they gave it back to the Raiders with a minute 40. And wouldn't you know, that extra 40 seconds came into play. Raiders got all the way down to like the 15, kicked the field goal, won the coin toss, and then Derek Carr hit Devontae Adams on a bomb in OT, and they won. Dang. In OT. I missed all the action because I, I was there till about two minutes. Yeah. Well, it was. I just thought, all, oh, yeah. all, And look, they, the Broncos still would have had to have gotten a stop. It was one of the, it was the worst clock management. I mean, Hackett, I would have fired Hackett before he got off the field. Like, Holy mackerel. I mean, it was an embarrassment. All right, so he's the Raiders done. still he's in a, it. He's a joke. Well, he, he's, he's he was a, a joke week one. Yeah. It, and it's, it hadn't gotten better. Like, yeah. he's, he's a quarterback's coach. Seven oh seven or six five zero. When you have two good good teams playing, it usually comes down to who is the better quarterback. All right, who has the best quarterback in the NFC? Who is, has the best quarterback uh, among, in the NFC among the good teams? Yeah. Because, well, we have to we have to parse it out a little bit. Well, I'm because look, I mean, because yeah. you could say. But my point my point is is nobody sticks out. 
Well, yeah, is it, I mean, who is it? Is it, Hertz? is it Hertz or Cousins? or I mean, Geno Smith, you could make a case statistically, True. has been. Brady. I mean, can't, you can't rule Brady out. Dak. It's not Daniel Jones. I think it's Kirk Cousins. Okay. And then, and, and I, I know you hate this, but, and I, I even texted you at one point that I thought their game yesterday for, for that them was so was, predictable. It was kind of meaningless because they, I the agree. way the game played out against Buffalo the week before that they exactly. just didn't have anything left. But it's also, it's also, well, that's the, that's the big boy game where everybody in the country was watching them. And, I see, come and on. Lay, I, like, I, Kirk I'm just Cousins, saying. I know, but Kirk Cousins, at least as of a week or two ago, had led, more, night game, had led, but. uh, the Vikings do more comeback wins than any other play, than any other team this year. They've come yeah. behind yeah. all year. So I, I mean, honestly, that bright lights thing, right, does kind but of there, annoy but there me. There is something to be said for you know the the Buffalo games, one Eastern, ten at Pacific, and no, and, and like it just it's just a game. It's not a game where everybody's watching. Like I'm just saying. No, I hear what you're saying, but it's I like also if that think, game had been Sunday night, Buffalo would have blown them out. Is what is what people would tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. That game was so predictable after the Dallas Cowboys came off that loss to the Packers. Sure. And, the, and the Vikings had an emotional win again. Like, to me, that's where you really can kind of see something that might be coming in the NFL. Here, here's, here's I what, see 40, whatever it was, 40-3. to three, Here's what but. I'll give you. Let's run through this from a 49ers point of view right now. Just okay. give me, all right, because I already sort of started this. Right. We'll go down one, one through Toward the bottom. All right. Philadelphia right now. If the Niners are playing Philadelphia in a playoff game, I'm worried about that game for the Niners. Yeah, I am too. I, I think that's that's a that's not a great matchup I agree. for the Niners. Minnesota, I think, is a good matchup for the Niners for a lot of those reasons. They've got really good skill players, but I think the Niners with Cousins, I, that's I'd feel much better about going to Minnesota than I would going to Philadelphia. Yes. Absolutely. One thing is... I think the Niners would beat Minnesota. I'm just going to say it right now. I think the Niners beat Minnesota. They certainly could. See, that, that's the funny thing about the Niners, though. If they go in as like a wild card or a seventh seed, everybody's going to say, boy, they can beat any of the top six teams. And they're right. Sure. But no matter, but any of the top six teams can beat them, too, because there's nobody that's dominant. Tampa? I'd worry about Tampa. I would just agree. Just because it's Brady. Because you know what Tampa always does, even when they lose? You know what Tampa always Hold does? Hold on. They take a pound of flesh. They're always in the game. Oh, like even when you think Tampa should be down twenty, oh, it's a four point game, and Brady's got the ball. And let me tell you something: if you're the Niners, last thing you want is to be playing a game against the Bucks where you feel like you should be up more. Have we heard this before? Yes. And Brady's got the ball and and can go beat you. Like so, I think that's a that's not a game that I that I would love in All terms right. of the Niners. Dallas, Dallas. I think Dallas is better than they were last year. I think the Niners potentially could be better than they by were the end last of the season. The they could the be. Season. So that's it. That's an it. But Dallas, a lot of penalties, unbuttoned up. Niners took advantage of that last year. Although both teams were, if you remember that playoff game, both neither team was buttoned up. No, it was two they teams weren't. that it was like the perfect match of unbuttoned up. Although exactly. the Cowboys were exponentially worse, and the Niners were able to eke out that win. Uh, that's kind of a fifty-fifty. Like I think that'd be a fun matchup. The the Cowboys defense though being a level better I think than they were last year would be problematic. I love a Niner matchup against the Giants. Okay. I think they'd beat Washington, although it would be closer than people think. Low likes the Commanders. Um and then, you know, beyond that, it's a bunch of teams that are I mean, yeah, they'd love to play Detroit if one of those teams gets in or even Green Bay at this point. Um you know, one thing that extra wild card, it I'm joking, but not really. The well, Packers aren't dead. No. Cardinals aren't dead. No, they're Car- not. I mean, I mean, the Rams really, up until yesterday, I would have said, aren't dead. They're in big trouble. Well, de- I mean, they're they're probably dead now. They're 3-7. and seven. By the way, the uh, for all the talk about that, remember that first game of the season? Remember that, the, the 49ers? Who'd they play that first game of the season? Chicago. Remember, oh, there, oh, could the Bears be? You know, the Bears are the worst team in the NFC. They, you know they what's are funny? 16th. They've been close a lot. You know what's funny is I thought they were bad. I was watching them last week, and I thought, oh, Bears might have some action at 4-5. and five. Yeah. But they're like 3-8? and eight? They have the second worst record in the NFL. 3-8? and 3-8. and eight. They have the second worst record in the NFL tied with Carolina. And, and Houston's uh, the worst. Seattle has Carolina. Yeah. Seattle has Carolina. And Still. the 49ers took care of Carolina already. See, that, that's the thing about the Raiders, uh, not the Raiders, the Rams is... Raiders going to play a role. Raiders play both. Hey, Raiders are... Raiders 
I'm not giving up on the Raiders. Oh, come on. How about that? Uh, Now, I forgot what I was going to say, though, of course. Um, You'll get used to that if you're in here for a few few more days. But we can take a break. Uh, 888-957-9570 is the number. It's a fun day of sports we got. We got the 49ers against the Arizona Cardinals from Mexico City. We got the Golden State Warriors in New Orleans playing the Pelicans. We'll talk about it all on the other side. You want to jump in to the conversation? You know what? I'll let it happen. I'll let it happen. Uh, Golden State, they're in the Big Easy. Zion Williamson's supposed to play tonight. 5 o'clock tip. Warriors Live begins at 4 o'clock. Sponsored by Xfinity. Bang, bang, Niner game. Young D. Now, back to Stiney and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, this segment brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. J.D. in four, Daryl the Guru Johnson, 49ers, play the Arizona Cardinals tonight in Mexico City. Better win. Better win. I'll tell you what, they lose. They better win, they, huh? If they lose tonight, I'm going to have to come in tomorrow and be like, 49ers, <laughs> come on, they got to be better than 5-5. Five and five. So this is a big game. Well, doesn't it feel like they're seven and two? It feels like people. <laughs> it feels like people think they're going to finish seven and two, at least. Um, well, tonight's a game. I think you have to get because there are some games coming up that, on paper, and you never know, right? But on paper, are more difficult. No and that's doubt. no disrespect to the Cardinals. We talked in the last segment about how the Cardinals have been tougher on the Niners than a lot of teams have been. But when you just look at the landscape of what's ahead. It's Cardinal Saints yep. in one category, and I think they're in probably a similar category. But then it's then it's Miami and Tampa and at Seattle. And and even Washington now, I think, gets thrown into that category before you finish up with the Raiders and, and the Cardinals again. So it is the get everything I, like it, it, in some ways this is the game that really shows everybody if the 49ers are on track that's what i think coming off the 3 and 4 beating the rams and beating the chargers exactly you, you, in essence tonight backs up what you've been able to do in the last Ex- two exactly that's exactly right and if they don't win this game it wipes it away well it just huh? i mean they they lose tonight they're eighth in the conference. So you can, you can, if you're eighth in the conference and you think you're going to get on a roll, that's fine. But ain't no, you know, ain't no guarantees that this team's going to win, you know, three in a row to put, uh, to put the playoff in their back pocket. Let's go to Paul in San Jose. What's going on, Paul? How are you? Hey, guys. So I've been watching football since 2012 and I can easily say, this is the worst I've ever seen in the NFC, all right? Whoever said the Packers aren't done, come on. You're, you, you're ludicrous. Packers are cooked. Mr. Ayahuasca, man, he can't handle this adversity. Um, the NFC South outside of the, the Bucks, done. The Rams are cooked. But the Vikings. The, Niners, we, the Vikings are good. The Vikings are good. But that O-line, what I saw yesterday, that's concerning. Because that Packers, the Packers, that Cowboys defense was... Jeez, good Lord. Well, let me ask but you the this. The got to take care of this game. Let me ask you this, Paul, and I'll, I'll throw it out to other 49er fans at 888-957-9570. Yeah, everybody says the 49ers can beat. Who, who are you most scared of in the NFC? Who are you most scared of most. If, if you had to play them on the road? I'll give you this. If Dak Prescott plays like he did yesterday, if he doesn't make the boneheaded mistakes with that defensive front and the emergence of Tony Pollard, the Cowboys are looking scary. I would say the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts is kind of green. Uh, they also got a great defensive front. It's those two teams for sure. But I, I would give the edge to Dallas. All right. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. And as long as Philly wins the division and the Niners win the division, which I think the Niners are on track to win the division, you'd be hosting Dallas, which I think would help. Yes. Although they won there last year. This is a better. I think Dallas is better this year than they were last year. Philly's going to be interesting. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. In the playoffs to see what they can do. I think. Are all four teams going to make in the NFC East? Ah. Possible. Washington's got action. They sure do. They've got action. They absolutely do. I think Seattle's still got action as far as a wild card team. Oh, of I, I do think the Niners are gonna well, I think the Niners are gonna win the division. It sounds like you're not as sure. I'm I'm not as sure. Yeah. Especially after I hear and here's the other you know. But every time you're sure about the Niners, they exactly. lose. Exactly. And right. you go, why the hell they lose? And everybody blames Jimmy Garoppolo. Six five oh, if they lose tonight, that's a problem, according to the six five oh. I think uh, I think that's correct. Let me ask you this, and and I was just, and I threw this at Guru a, a while ago, and I'm I'm going to repeat myself, but I do think it's it's I don't know, it's just worth talking about. At the beginning of the year, JD, I looked in the Cleveland Cavaliers box score. You may not know where I'm going here. Okay. Do you not know where I'm going? I don't. Okay. I don't. So the very first game, I look in the Cleveland Cavaliers box score. And I noticed that Donovan Mitchell took 21 shots. And no other Cavalier took more than nine. And I thought, huh. Okay. You know, I know Donovan Mitchell's a scorer, but that's his first game. The first game as a Cavalier, and boom, he's taking all the shots. All right, now we come around to the San Francisco 49ers. Why he's brought in. And they go trade for Christian McCaffrey. The thing about McCaffrey is, if you bring him in, like he becomes your number one. He becomes your number one right, right off the bat. Not a doubt. He's, he's going to have more touches, probably, than any other player on the team. So, that's I'm not saying that there are not enough balls to go around, but I am saying... That's an adjustment for every other playmaker on the team, whether it's Mitchell, whether it's Kittle, whether it's Ayuk, whether it's Debo Samuel, because McCaffrey's going to touch the ball most, Mm -hmm. unless he's not really that effective, and then they'll probably give it to Mitchell the most. So that you know, when I look at the Forty Niners, JD, they they want to run the ball as much as humanly possible, so. 
I just do not get caught up in who had this many targets because it's it's just not going to work out consistently. Well, it's, it's just not. It can't. Yeah, I do think people are too focused at times on everybody getting their numbers. It's McCaffrey's got to have 100 yards rushing and, and 50 passing and a touchdown for each, and Garoppolo's got to do this, and Mitchell's going to get his, and Kittle's got to get his eight catches, and Debo's got to get five, and one of them goes for 60. And it just, sure. it, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. The, the other part, though, I think Christian McCaffrey, without a doubt, is the 49ers' number one offensive player. He's their he is their most legitimate weapon. Whether it's in the running game, whether it's in the in the pass game, he's better than all of them. So whatever you think of Kittle and Debo and everybody else, McCaffrey is unequivocally the number one. You think you get any pushback on that, big boy? Well, let's ask eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. I wouldn't argue with you because Debo isn't the workhorse and Mitchell isn't. Doesn't have the experience, but McCaffrey is able. You, you, McCaffrey is an easier player to get the ball no to, no doubt, than these other guys. So when we always would struggle when the Niners wouldn't play well, and Jimmy maybe wouldn't play great, he'd take the brunt of why they didn't sure. win or whatever. And you got to get the. What, what would we always do beyond that? And every team does this, but it's it's. Well, you got to get it to this guy, and you got to get to that guy. And how come you didn't throw it to this guy? And how come this guy wasn't involved? Well, where I think McCaffrey, in, in many ways, is a season saver for the Niners, as long as he stays healthy, right. is the fact that he is easier to get the ball to than these other guys. You can always dump it off to him. He gets open in ways that it seems Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty comfortable hitting him in, in, in those situations. And. It allows, I think, the attention to be focused more on him, which makes it, I think, in turn, easier to get the ball to other players off of that action, off of that Steph Curry term, right. gravity. That, that you know, the gravity that pulls everybody toward McCaffrey makes it easier to get the ball to other places. But I think he's he is the guy right now for the Forty ers Uh John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, joining you on 95-7, the what game. What do you got? I'll tell you what I got. I look, you know, total yards. The 49ers, I think, were 10th before last week's game. But anyway, there's only two teams that average more than 400 total yards a game, the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So I think the third, as of a week ago, with the Miami Dolphins, they were at about 391. 49ers were at, 49ers were at 360. But let's just give them 40 yards. Let's make them the third most explosive team. 400 yards per game, total yards. Okay. Well, they have five playmakers. Mitchell, Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Ayuk. So that could split up 80 each. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, McCaffrey's 80 is running and catching. Okay. Well, he's probably going to have more than 80. Total yards. Sure, yeah. Well, that's going to take away from one of these other guys. So one of these other guys, game in and game out, are going to have two catches for 17 yards. Somebody's going to have to have that. Exactly. Right, but it'll be somebody. Might be Kittle one night, Debo the next, Ayuk the next. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter as long as you win. As long as you're scoring touchdowns and you're winning. Touchdowns as a team. Not necessarily as an individual, but the moment that you don't win, then I think it becomes, why am I not getting my touch? Because we all, again, we always play that game when you don't win. It's no doubt. What, what could you have done? Why doesn't this guy? The first time the Niners lose another game, it's going to be, why didn't this guy get the ball more? Because you're always, because this is the. This I can't is the, stand that. But this is the flip side of having all these weapons. When exactly. you have all these weapons and the game doesn't go your way, there's always going to be one, to your point, that you can point at that you should have got the ball to more exactly. in that particular instance. So it's kind of a never-ending argument. Yeah, and let me ask you this. I mean, okay, so now Jimmy Garoppolo's got all these weapons. How do you handle Like, What's the pecking order? Well, Who's getting the, the pecking thrown order, to the most? The pecking order is McCaffrey. Right. And then you draw a line... And then you got some guys in, you know, Kittle, Debo, probably Kittle and Debo, and Mitchell. And then you draw another line, and it's everybody else. And yeah, Ayuk is at the top of the everybody else, I think, at this point. You think? But he's he's a good player. I'm not. That's not to diminish him, but I just think as far as getting open and right. and, and, and tr- I mean, 
you you rank him for me, knowing who your quarterback well, is. Well, what's it's what's clearly what's McCaffrey? The, what's the what's the uh... who does Jimmy trust? Okay, that's kind McCaffrey, of what I wanted. Who Kittle, does Jimmy trust? Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle's two, but I would put Kittle, Kittle in a different category than Debo. If it's easy, yeah, you know, sure. Um, well, where would you put Mitchell? Why? Well, but Mitchell's not Mitchell McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey Mitchell. Well, no, I put Mitchell in that second group. Okay, yeah, but it, but Jimmy's also not really throwing it to Mitchell much. No, but I will say this: if if the game plan the game plan's going to form. Mitchell will probably be their second most just in uh, terms used, of runs, most used, yeah, yeah, t- gonna, yeah. touches, uh, touches, if you well, will. You look at the game against the Chargers, and I had it here. I, I think they were even in ter- like I think it was, or maybe Mitchell had eighteen carries and had two catches. I think it was fourteen and four, right, for McCaffrey. So it was eighteen. Basically, right. McCaffrey had eighteen touches, if you count the passes. Mitchell had 18 carries. The pecking order says the 415 is how Shanahan draws it up. Uh, Why'd you go, ah? It, it's not that simple? It's not that simple. Okay. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you how. Let me, let me it can't vary you. from game to game among, let's say, those that aren't Christian McCaffrey, because he's in his own category. Right. I mean, the 49ers. I, I mean, if I'm putting Mitchell and Ayuk, I'm sorry, if I'm putting Mitchell, if I'm putting Kittle. Debo and Mitchell in a second tier category. Okay. Then any of those three, to the texter's point, can be Who's the, second? the next option. Who's the second option after McCaffrey? What's what I'm saying? Like that, one that, of those that three. That is a group. Right. The and second you don't option. Put, you don't put Ayuk in that group. I don't. I actually put Ayuk in the next group, but wow. which is everybody else with Ayuk with, at the top. With is that, uh, is that unfair? With is that unfair? Dwelly? Xfinity Mobile text line is that unfair? I think Ayuk will be a little bigger part than that. Well, sure, but... Put it this way. Put it this way, J.D. If yards receiving from this moment on... Let's take McCaffrey out, because I think he'll probably lead them in receiving. Well, who's going to lead the 49ers in receiving from this point on? Receiving yards? yards? Just receiving yards. After McCaffrey. Well, I was going to say McCaffrey's... Clearly, going to probably be number one, but maybe not. He doesn't necessarily have to be number one. Exactly, it could be short. It could exactly. Be short. I would lean Kittle or Debo. Well, then, if you say Kittle, that means they're Debo changing because of the short stuff that turns it like it's right. Well, that my point is is okay. If it's Kittle, well, then something's going to look different, right? Because they haven't really used him a ton as a pass catcher. That's true. So Kittle like a niner, exactly. Uh, Good text here from, where is it? Uh, stats are for losers. Oh, does having McCaffrey make Debo expendable? That's from the 650JD. Oh, somebody, somebody listening to our conversations during the break? Somebody forget to flip a switch? It's. I think it's the, very possible. The answer is yes. There's and just too I much mean, overlap between McCaffrey and Debo? No, no it's not even too much. And I, I think I, I threw this at Cam Inman maybe one one of the days I was in for Guru, and I think he shot it down. Maybe it was a conversation we were having off the air one day, but I said, I, I and I'll, it's what I just said to you during the last break, which is I think the Niners are going to trade Debo in the offseason. Okay. And, and essentially McCaffrey being brought in makes Debo expendable, as the texter pointed out, and I think that could be a, a, a way in which the 49ers would try, while Debo Samuel's value is still relatively high, to recoup some of what they gave up to get Christian McCaffrey in here. So, in this offseason... Because the they really didn't want to pay Debo, I think, what they paid him. I think you're right, and I think they... They did it. I mean, they didn't say, well, we'll do it and then trade him, but they they clearly yeah. were like... We'll do it, and if we need to, we we probably can. And you do see teams do this all the time, where a, a year ahead, and maybe you think they look to move somebody because it's it's the right, right time, and they feel like they have an adequate replacement as far as some of the production that they provide. And McCaffrey doesn't do it the same way that Debo does it necessarily, but I think there's enough production there to where you could do it. Now, Cam well, Inman, in fairness, came back at me and said, "No, I, I think they're all in for one more year." After Base, this. Ba- yeah, neck meaning next year, 
because of the way the salary structure is and when the next wave needs to get paid and when all that gets kicked in. But then he said, yeah, after that second year, I would agree with you. See, I want to know, and I'm interested to see how they're using Debo the second half of the season because he, he may be kind of the odd guy out. Good. Even this year. May not be happy about it either. Exactly. By the way, Michael Irvin, Michael Irvin, the playmaker, he's joining Damon and Ratto at 3.30. 3.30 today for the playmaker, playmaker Michael Irvin. Oh, my God. Yep. San Francisco 49ers play the Arizona Cardinals. Mexico City, altitude. 49ers look to get two games over five hundred. Right now, they're number. If they lose tonight, they're number eight in the conference. Now, I know it feels know, a little bit like you need them to win tonight to take them seriously. Well, I'm just like, why are you not taking them seriously right now? I'll tell you why. Like that kind of bothers me a little bit. I, I'll tell you why. Because I don't think we're giving enough. I get it. The 49ers made it to the NFC Championship game last year. I get it. They also almost missed the playoffs. Now, I get it in terms of a barroom discussion. I'll never win that they didn't go to the NFC Championship. They obviously went to the NFC Championship. But I don't think they were necessarily an NFC Championship team last year. They got on a run. They got on a run. So this year starts, and people, I feel like, are saying... This is an NFC Championship team. And I'm looking at them saying, no, they were 10 and 7 last year. And now they've got a, and their biggest issue is at quarterback. So I don't understand why people think they're going to go 13 and 4. Well, part of that was going back to before the year, they thought that they had an upgrade at quarterback. Right. Which it turns out they probably didn't. Correct. But I, I, the way I looked at it, JD, was they have a quarter. Going into the season, they had a quarterback issue. For sure. And so I'm thinking, well, they had a quarterback issue. Like, that hurts you as mm-hmm. a team. Okay, so now we go through the season. Oh, we're going to, a lot of 49, we're going to be great. We're going to be, we're really good. We're going to be really good. Okay, fine. You lose to Chicago. Yikes. And everyone's like, oh, how do you lose to Chicago? But I can't stand the way 49ers, some 49er fans will talk about the commanders. Or the Vikings. Oh, you can go into Minnesota and win. Well, yeah, you can go into Minnesota and win, but they're eight and two. Like they're eight and two. You're five and four. So let's get into the playoffs first. Is kind of what I'm saying. That's all. And when I look at the 49ers, I look at them more like a team that was ten and seven last year, as opposed to a team that was the NFC in the NFC Championship game, eight minutes from the Super Bowl. Now, the flip side to that, Steiny, would be: let's say the Vikings end up eleven and six, all right, and the Niners end up ten and seven, okay, but the Niners were three and four. Right, so the Niners end up so so the Vikings end up with a better record. It's not as separated as it is now. What three games in right. separation right now? Vikings end up eleven and six. Niners end up ten and seven. So at that yeah. point, the Niners were seven and three. Let's say in their last ten, and the Vikings were three and four in their last seven. And it's it. What I'm saying is, at that point, it's a lot more even than it would than it appears to be right now. Gotcha. And, and that's almost what it would have to. I mean, maybe the Vikings end up winning thirteen or fourteen games. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that, but what I'm what I'm getting at is the difference between these two teams is not as great as the record. As the record, no, would I agree indicate. with that. I think I, I, I think I think that's where 49er fans because Niner fans get all ticked off when it's like, well, it should have beat the Bears, it should beat the should beat the the Broncos, and should beat the right. and they didn't. Right. But I think your point. I don't want to make your point for you, but I think your your point is, well, you didn't beat them, so well, you got to be held accountable for that. My my point is, I think some people have put the 49ers into the top tier of the NFC when they haven't done anything to be in that top tier other than well teams are scared of them and they have potential you know they could get on a run yeah they could they might but I I, I just don't I, I think until I see otherwise it's a 500 team it's a 500 team with a lot of bad losses, quite frankly. It's true. The Bears lost 
looks, look, looks look. as bad as it did. The Broncos hey. loss looks worse than it did. Right. The the Falcons. The Rams two wins don't look as great as they right. were. You know what if, if like here's the other thing I'm thinking. If the Rams truly have packed it in, well, that's two nice wins for the Seahawks. Could they, be they play them twice. It could be now, yeah. So, yeah, they play the the Rams twice. The Niners play the Cardinals twice. Exactly. So, I mean, if the Rams truly stink and are mailing it in, well, now it gets harder to catch Seattle unless you go up there and beat them. Like I think you, you go you go up there and beat them on December fifteenth. You're winning the division. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so for sure. Unless the 49ers have two other bad losses that we're not kind of thinking about. And at this point, how can you consider that off the table because they already have two or three bad losses in the first half of the year? That's that's a fair point. Exactly, it really is. Uh, six five zero is the 49ers favored by ten. That's a lot. I know that is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I I like the Niners to win in Arizona to cover at at ten. Eight three one Steiny. We'll remember all these comments. We'll remember. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty. They're pretty. Uh, pretty insightful, huh? Eight three one. It's a trap. Mm-hmm. They're pretty insightful. Yeah. Forty ers Ten like, and seven. Team squeaking into the playoffs. That, last that, year. that reminds me of the people that that are saying that you were like anybody was a, that was criticizing Clay Thompson in his play is a fool now because he played well for two games. Right. Embarrassing. Well. I don't know about that. I don't know if somebody's trolling us. Uh, Stein and J.D., any chance you can get Vivek Ranadive on the show? Where did that come from? Why? Exactly. No. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you very much. Uh, speaking of Clay Thompson, we're going to talk about Clay Thompson. He was spectacular last night. And you know what? In a way, J.D. and I thought he was better on Friday against the Knicks than he was last night against the Rockets J.D. will explain that on the other side. Golden State Warriors-Pelicans tonight. Warriors Live starts at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Next segment, sponsored by the Department of Healthcare Services. Go Doves, baby! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 